Guys, welcome to episode five of Both Sides of the Fence, featuring myself, Kevin Buchanan, a selling agent in the Hills District of Sydney, and Daniel Beardle, a buyer's agent servicing entire Sydney, if not Australia, for all buyers that are out there. Uh, we're joined today by the great Miles White, who is great. actually a co-agent within my team, who's actually just about to step out and uh, dominate the North Kellyville marketplace. Um, today we're just going to have a bit of a yarn about the marketplace and a bit about Miles and how we operate and obviously get some insights of uh, how we deal with buyers. Um, so Daniel, if you want to kick, kick us off and see if you have any questions awesome. for us to get us well, on the way. I'm actually really excited for today's session because not only are you guys top agents, but you're also top blokes and good friends. So I'm actually really keen to get a deep dive into some of the, um, the hidden secrets of a selling agent and expose some of those, those dirty tactics that you guys have and um, oh. really, really help a lot of buyers out there who struggle to build rapport with agents and are a bit uncertain as to what the process looks like when buying. And maybe you guys can share some experience and tips that you guys have when it comes to buying properties, which a lot of buyers miss out on, which if they yeah. could implement, could change their buying forever. Yeah, of course. So just to give a, um, a bit of insight of how we operate. So I do a lot of the listing within the team and Miles does a ton of the buy work. He is, if not, I reckon his sales skills are absolutely second to none. Um, but when it comes to selling, in terms of, obviously we've got two different methods. We've got obviously private trading, either on market or on market. And then you've got the auction process. And the way we negotiate each side is, to be honest with you, completely different. So to give you a bit of insight into how, into, into how we operate auction campaigns, we actually don't really take offers over the first couple of weeks. So if you attend any of our open homes in the first week to two weeks in an auction campaign, we actually don't take offers. Look, at the same time, if someone comes to us and presents us a, an offer and it is heads and shoulders above the feedback, well, hey, we, we can't we can't deny it and we're probably going to shift the property quite quickly. But usually feedbacks are quite consistent and we tell people when buyers are coming through, we're not going to look at offers until after the second week. Um, we usually only run three-week campaigns. So first week uh, is obviously the open home, second week, open home, third week auction with our, um, with our team. First two weeks, we're not taking offers. Third week, we actually sit down with our owners and we actually have a discussion around where we're sitting. If we feel like there is a buyer that's, again, head and shoulders giving feedback, not offers, but just feedback higher than most of the, uh, most of the other competition, we're actually going to start pressing to pre-option offers and discuss that with the owner saying, hey, I think we should actually start to consider not taking it to auction because we, we, do, we can make a play for a better offer. And what that does, uh, just so you know, as a buyer's agent, we don't actually want to take the property to auction if that's the case. Because let's say if we've, if we've got a buyer at a million dollars and everyone's at 900, to, if the buyers are coming up now, obviously buyers are going to, uh, not going to show their cards uh, truthfully. They're probably going to be 100K off in some instances. Is that what you're finding? When, you, when, when you're giving feedback, you're going to come in slightly lower to what your buyers are expecting to pay, about 100K or? Yeah, about that, yeah. Yeah. So if we have, if we've got that one person that's 100K over, yes, they're going to be, 100k above that as well. We're not going to take that all the way because if you take it to auction, that buyer that's 100 grand over is going to notice that. Hey, look, 
I actually don't have to pay everything that I thought I would have to pay because the competition's not there. So for our owners to protect that, protect their asset, we're actually going to push them for a pre-option offer and close the deal prior. If ever, if all the buyers are sitting on a very similar level, we're going to be telling them, hey, look, we, we've now decided with the owner that we will be taking this option for very reasons. Um, and then we take it all the way and hopefully sell it at auction. Now, private tree, obviously a completely different story. We're going to try pretty much get it done within the first week. If we, so, Kev, before, yeah. we before we jump to private tree, I just want to summarise the auction process. So, yeah. say I'm a buyer and I've gone mm. to your first open home and Miles is there with his big sales spiel saying, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to number five Smith Street in Kellyville. Yeah. Um, the price guy today is 1.7 to 1.8. Have a look yeah. through and you know what your feedback is. And then as a buyer, I go back, I get a call from Miles later that, that day or the next day, and he says, whereabouts do you feel like the property's worth? So as a buyer, am I, should I be telling Miles what I think the property's worth or should I be kind of holding my cards until that second or third week? Um, like well, I think, I think from a buyer's perspective, you're always trying to get the property for as little as possible. And us as agents and obviously representing the vendors, we're trying to sell it for as much as possible. So there's two sides there. And we've got to meet in the middle on the playing field. So at the end of the day, you would probably be conservative with your, with your quoting there. Um, and you, if you do show your true cards, we're going to use that against you later on. Um, so, look, at the end of the day, like I said, it is a game. Uh, we want to sell it for as much as possible. The buyers want to get it for as little as possible. At the end of the day, it is just feedback. Yeah. There's a lot of other elements that go into the process as well. We've got vendors' expectations. We've got the market. We know what's selling comparatively. So we're going to know where the price actually sits. And we're going to know as well that obviously the buyers are going to be conservative and then come auction day, that's, that's what creates the competition and drives that price yeah. past the vendor's expectation. And, and to be honest with you, I, I wouldn't be afraid of giving lower feedback to hold your cards closer to your chest than in the instance that you're thinking, oh, geez, if I give lower feedback and, and there, there comes to a point where they're taking pre-option offers, they're not even going to call me. That's untrue. We play a fair playing field. If someone comes to us and gives us um, an offer and it, it is at a very, it's like it's, it's head and shoulders. We're not just going to sell it to that one buyer. We are going to go back and call absolutely everybody, even if they've said they're not interested, even if they've given feedback 500 grand lower than what, uh, than what that offer is, we're still not going to leave any stone unturned. We're going to call every buyer and say, hey, there's an offer on the table that the owner's going to be accepting today. Are you sure you're out? It's at this level. Can you do better? No? Fantastic. See you later. Mm. Yes. Okay. Where you at? So don't, don't be afraid that we're going to just miss it, skip out on you because you've given lower feedback. We do play a fair playing field. For sure. Awesome, guys. That's some nuggets there. Um, so if I'm wanting to avoid an auction, but the property, it's listed to be going to auction to sell at auction, and I, I've gone through the first week and I'm like, yep, I'm pretty sure I want to buy this prior to auction. Mm. What would your advice be to a buyer to wrap the deal up to avoid a mini pre-auction before it goes to auction? Impossible. It's just not possible. Like we're, we're sales agents at the end of the day. There's, there's going to be competition regardless if you think there's competition or you're not. There's going to be competition. Um, obviously, things that we can't say on camera, there's going to be competition, mate. It's, it's going to be done. Um, it's unavoidable. And that's the one thing that I think you've got to be careful of as a buyer as well 
is actually going pre-option because it brings it behind closed doors. Maybe that's something you don't want to hear, Daniel, but it does. It brings the, it brings the option um, behind closed doors. And that's one thing that I'm – like if I'm going to be looking to buy – I actually don't mind going to auction. Maybe in a hot market in, in blue chip areas, it, it becomes super, super heated and you actually do want to pull a pre-auction because it can go absolutely nuts and you know they're selling 300 grand above market value. But at the end of the day, if, if, there's, if there's only a couple of people interested on the property, I actually don't mind it going pre-auction because I'm going to be able to create a false sense of competition at a level where they may not necessarily be able to buy us. And you just don't. Where at an auction, I can't lie to you. It's transparent, and that's why I love auctions, and, and that's why I would, that's why I like to buy at auction. Why, why why I would like to buy at auction, I know an agent's not telling me fibs. The the proofs in the pudding. I'm looking at the other buyer directly in the eyes. I can see him he's right there. I when it goes pre auction, or if it's and this is why I'm also skeptical skeptical buying uh, private treaties. I don't know if there's another buyer on the other side that's offered. Mm amount that the agent said i have no idea there could be but there could not be and it's funny because we we have this conversation all the time and we say this the buyer goes oh like the, they think the buyers are, we're, we're bluffing and they there isn't another buyer but sometimes there actually is another buyer and they say oh no we're not going to do it we don't think so blah 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 good luck to them we don't think it's there we end up selling it and they go oh, oh crap what the hell we actually would have paid more well hey, you know, we weren't playing games, but that's the unknown. Mm. That's the big unknown. How, how do you find that process? How do you, it's actually interesting. I'd, I'd love to see from a buyer's agent's point of view how you yeah. guys see it. So I think from a buyer's agent's perspective, it's super important we try to avoid properties that are listed for auction or going to auction. And the way you do that is you're proactively in contact with the agents in the areas looking to buy. So, for example, I want to buy a property in Kellyville. I'm on the phone to Miles and Kevin hey, guys, what have you got coming up in this price range with that brief? So then you guys have a property coming up. You can inform me of what's coming up or what's not coming up. I can then make a quick decision if it's going to be right for us and then um, hopefully view it off market if we can. Um, look, if it does go to auction, we typically, like you said, wait until the second week before we even start talking price. Um, and in my experience in the moment now, we want to be buying prior to auction. Yeah, because we don't want to have that risk of going to an auction campaign, especially with um when you're not face to face and it's all online, um mm. and you don't really it's a bit harder to kind of play the field. But um, I think yeah. what's more what's super important is trying to get early access to properties and then control the negotiation as much as possible. So buying yeah. a private, but um like you said, you can't always play the field that well when it's going to auction. Um, and that's why I think having strong relationships with agents is super important. Mm. I know that you guys have to make the maximum price, but also like Miles was saying, if we can meet halfway, get the deal done and both parties win, then we can both move on to our next deal. So I think from a buyer's agent's perspective, with going to auction, having that strong relationship is super important. Mm. And understanding what the other buyer's feedback is um, and yeah. the only through knowing the agent. Yeah, Miles could be Miles. I could be calling Miles. Miles, what what I need to what number I need to get to, and he could be saying, "Get it up, another hundred grand," and he could be bullshitting to me. But I think when you get that relationship, it's a lot easier to kind of um get a deal done. Yeah, I agree, and 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 that's why I actually really like buyers agents because, and from a buyer's point of view, 
is when you're a buyer, you don't actually necessarily have a relationship with the agent where if I have a buyer that's been in the marketplace for six months and unfortunately there are some buyers that are in the market for six months, but when I get to know a buyer very well, you're obviously more forthright with giving more information. You can actually pick up, the buyers can pick up the cues on what I'm saying. They understand where where the agent's actually directing and navigating them through that offer sequence and process. And that's what's so good about a buyer's agent because they're in the marketplace for years. They understand the agents. They have the relationship with the agents. They understand the way they're navigating and they can't have that cover pulled over their eyes where obviously as a buyer, when you're new into the market and you're obviously hot and keen on a property, you can have that veal pulled over your eyes and you can get slammed pretty quick for a big price. Yeah, absolutely. And I think at the moment what's um, super frustrating with a lot of buyers is agents are setting quite low guide prices on property. So I think what's super important is understanding a lot of buyers spend months on end looking at properties they can't afford and they get stuck in that cycle. So I think it's in this market, it's not necessarily about getting the property at the best price or the cheapest amount. It's more about understanding in with efficiency, is this property even worth us spending our time on? Is it going to be within budget? And then quickly establishing if yes, then have a good crack at it. If no, moving on to the next deal and not wasting a whole campaign on something you couldn't actually afford. So I think that's when, you know, for me to pick up the phone and say, hey, Miles, what number do you think it's actually going to be at for us to even be worth having a shot at? Miles can quickly say, look, Dan, based on the buy feedback, I think it's going to be around 1.7. Has your buyer got any any wiggle room there? If not, then I'd probably move on to the next deal and waste one to two, three weeks on that property. I think it's important as well to know the comparable sales in the area as well. So you know roughly where it could fall based on what else is selling around around that house as well. That's very, very important. And from a buyer's perspective as well, I think to be completely ready because when we're going to close a deal, we're looking for the buyers that are ready to sign on the dot straight away. Yeah, we don't want to muck around with someone that needs a week. I need to talk to my broker. I need to talk to my solicitor. We don't want that's. You, you fall down the rank, you fall down the queue. We're going to deal with the hot buyers that are ready to sign today. Yeah. Pretty much every single contract in New South Wales is the same. Yeah. You very, very rarely get any hidden scary clauses. They're all pretty much standard. And then people, there's a, there's a hidden fear with that. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I think for us, when we go to close a deal, we look at our hot buyers. And I know for a fact, when we do our callbacks, uh, for a property that say private treaty or off market, we'll say, okay, hey Dan, you like the property? Yes, I do, Miles. Are you ready to sign tonight mm. and put a zero point two five percent deposit and enter into a cooling off period, Daniel? Yeah. No, Miles, I'm not. Great. Well, look, I've got buyers that are. If they don't, if it doesn't go through, we'll call you next week. So already you're falling down the queue with a property you really, really like. So my strongest advice mm. to all buyers in the market is be ready. Get your finance ready, talk to your solicitor, know what to look for in a contract, have a quick look over. Because that four, that five to ten days cooling off you, you've got a chance to send it off to your solicitor. You've got a chance to send it off to your broker, order the bank valuation, order the pest and build if there isn't one. But be ready. Be ready. We don't we, we don't like working with buyers that are not ready because theoretically you're just wasting everyone's time. You're even wasting your own time. Yeah, you're coming. You're making the trip out to a house you can't even buy. You haven't been financially approved. Mm. You, there's no point. Yeah. Absolutely no point. By the time you get your finance approved with the delays in the bank, 
the property will be sold at auction in two weeks' time or yeah. sold that same day if it's private treaty. So yeah. be ready. Yeah. We're, we're, there's been multiple instances where me and Miles yeah. have worked on properties and, yeah, they, they come through with offers and they're like, yeah, let's go. And then they turn around like, we think we're going to get the deal done. Like we've said, hey, you ready? And they said, yeah, we're good to sign. And they go, oh, hang on a minute. We still need to get the contract booked over. Well, hang on a minute. You just told us were you ready to go. Or, hey, we still need to speak to our broker. Like we had one that, like two weeks ago with one of our other colleagues. It was like 8.30 at night. We're ready to go. And then they go, oh, we need to speak to the broker. I'm like, well, what have we been doing for the past two hours? Like, what's going wow. on? In, so, a, in, a, in a competitive market, in a competitive buyer market, you really got to set yourself as a buyer above the rest. Mm-hmm. If you're in a position to sign straight away, yeah, you, you're going to set yourself above the rest. Otherwise, you're just every other buyer. Yeah. Mm. You've got to set yourself above the rest. And we're going to work closely with you. We're going to notice that you're keen, you're ready to go. And I guarantee you it's not going to backfire at the end of the day. We, we speak to you in regards to clauses, the settlement period, before you sign, mm. are you okay with that? Are you okay with this? Yeah. So there's nothing really there that can come back and bite you. Yeah, mm. and I think I, I think another thing buyers need to be understanding of like, yes, we're here to get the best money for our owner, but at the same time, we're also here to help you guys out. Like we're here to help the buyers. At the end of the day, we we're not here to screw you guys over. We're here to help the buyers through the process and make it as easy as possible for them because. At one stage in, in two, three, five, ten years' time, they're going to be my new clients that, are going to, sure. uh, that I'm going to be selling for. I'm not here to dick you around. I'm here to help you through this process and make it easy for you. Exactly right. Exactly right. So at the moment, you know, I was at a pro- property we bought for and there was a buying pool of 44 buyers. A lot of that buying pool would probably get put to the side and not met necessarily get the, the same treatment as a buyer's agent. What can a buyer, an average buyer, do to be at the front of mind of an agent so they do get called back? They're not kind of left in the dark on, on properties. What would so all of, our, all of the buyers that come through our properties will get a callback regardless. But, but once we start to do our callbacks, we'll allocate you as hot, warm or cold. Yeah. Okay? And so you will know. So Daniel Beadle, ready to sign today. You're hot. Ready to go. Cool, doesn't need to, nothing, ready to go, 0.25% deposit. So you yeah. go as hot. Then warm will be someone that needs to send the contract to the solicitor, yeah. uh, finance stuff, maybe a few days away from potentially signing. And then cold is obviously no interest whatsoever. Yeah, yeah like it, it doesn't necessarily have to mean price. It just means you're actually, like you're indicating to the agent, hey, we're putting our hand up. We want to mm. go for this property. We're ready to go. We're not looking at the price at this point. We're actually looking at, hey, are you putting your hand up and saying you're good to go or are you saying you need to do other stuff? It's actually necessarily about price to get you up the lap, uh, up those ranks. Awesome, guys. So run me through, we've, we've covered the process when a property is selling to go to auction. Run me through why an agent would go private treaty. What is private treaty and what's different to selling a property that's private treaty? Yeah. Um, so look, to be honest with you, we prefer to go to auction on pretty much everything. The reason, we, and it doesn't necessarily mean take it all the way to auction, but run an auction campaign so we can get a 66W and sell a pre-auction, that's fine too. The reason why we prefer to go auction instead of private treaty is there's no cooling off period. Like I've been doing, doing this for 10 years. There's been so, 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 so many instances where we think the deal is done, and like it's in a cooling off period, the buyers put down 0.25% deposit, they're in a five-day cooler, and they see something. It might not necessarily be anything wrong with the property. Their finance might be sorted, 
they might just see something else online that they like better and they pull out of the contract. Like it, it happened to me like two months ago. And it's like, you've just wasted one week of mine and my owner's time and then we're back to square one again. And they've also forfeited $2,000 yeah. as well with the deposit. Yeah, exactly. So look, we actually don't prefer privacy at all, um, but there are obviously owners that are very skeptical skeptical about um, options and they prefer to go to private treaty. Like we just sold one by private treaty um, a couple of weeks ago that was launched as a private treaty property who did not like auctions and that's just the way it goes. But the way we operate um, with a private treaty process and understanding, we'll actually, we'll pretty much be telling all the buyers once they come through the open inspection on a Saturday, hey, we're giving, we'll either, we'll make a deadline depending on the level of interest. If we've got a few buyers that are hot to trot right then and there, we're going to give people, like let's say we show the property at 12 to 12.30 on Saturday, we're going to tell the buyers, hey, deadline for the uh, deadline highest uh, offer has to be in by 5 p.m. this afternoon. They'll submit their offers uh, and then we'll start negotiating from there. Like we'll say it's highest offer, but then we'll start negotiating from there again and then we'll get the deal done that afternoon. If there's only, you know, uh, like one or two hot buys, but then there's other people that want time to think about it tomorrow, we'll say, hey, we've got a deadline by 12 p.m. Sunday to get this deal done. Submit all final offers by 12 p.m. and then we'll negotiate the other five those other couple of the biggest offers by uh, after 12 p.m. Sunday and secure that deal that weekend. It's very important from a seller's point of view, from a selling agent's point of view, to get the deal done in the first one to two weeks because our inquiry levels will drop by about 70% by the third week. So wow. we can't, yeah. Auction campaigns, still same thing. We lose 70% of inquiries by the, thir- um, by the third week, but we're going to auction on the third week, so it doesn't actually really matter. With the private treaty, we have to get that deal done. Well, we have to try it, but it's really hard to get a deal done because once you hit that third week, it becomes a lot harder to sell because you have a lot less people. And as you know, less people equals less competition equals a lesser price. More people, more competition, more of a price. So, Miles, what are you doing with a private treaty with your buyer callbacks, which is different from an auction campaigning to drum the yeah, price. So, so straight away when we get back to the office of the evening after all the open homes uh, and then we, we hit the private treaty properties first with the callbacks, uh, we sort out the hot buyers that are ready to sign tonight and that are interested. As Kevin said, we'll give them a deadline, probably 5 or 6 p.m. and then we'll start negotiating with the offers that have come through and then we'll obviously negotiate to the highest price, present that to the owner. The owner says yes, and then we'll get the deal done there. We'll take a 0.25% deposit, sign contracts electronically, and then and then it falls into a call-me-off period. Mm. Um, so, yeah, but the main thing there is to sort out who's what, what's going on. And I'll tell the buyers as well, look, guys, it's private treaty. We're looking to get a deal done today. Stand by your phone if you're, if you're interested. Answer my call. Make me an offer, and we'll go from there. Yeah. Mm. What's, what's the process that you've found... Um, through other agents, are they quite similar, or are they are they all are different? They some Monday, especially in the it's it's all different, especially f- different areas as well. You have different preferred styles of selling, like particularly in the east, a lot of agents like to sell off market. Yeah, um, which is what you wouldn't think, especially in a market like this. You'd think everyone would launch a full auction campaign and would try and be maximising the price, but um, a lot of the top performers in the east they like to turnover stock quite quickly and a lot especially when a lot of vendors um would prefer to have less people coming through their properties they're the, the type of seller is a bit different in terms of their demographics and how they prefer to sell their property so depending on the area and the agent will depend on their preferred style of selling 
Yeah. Um, so again, it's a bit like what you were saying. You may prefer to go to auction or you may prefer uh, to go off market. But um, as a buyer's agent, the preferred purchase is for us to buy off market because we get to view a property earlier. We get to control the negotiation, have effectively less competition. Um, but again, it, it depends on the agent and their preferred style of selling. Yeah. So tell me, what about off market campaigns? You guys do much off markets and what's the process there and why would a vendor go off market versus running auctions? Well, look, we, we in Team Buchanan, what we do is we, we do uh, pitch off market for the first week uh, for two reasons. Uh, so number one is to, and probably the most important reason is to collect feedback. So we understand the true value of the home because at the end of the day, Kevin and myself, we're not buying the home. Neither is the vendor. Okay, so there could be the price that Kevin and I think it's worth. There could be the price that the vendor thinks it's worth. But the main price or the main feedback, or the most important feedback is from the buyers. And the best way to do that is have zero marketing dollars cost there towards yourself. We run one week off market, bring the buyers through. Number one, get that feedback. But number two, see if someone's willing to pay you a fantastic price pre-market. So, like I said, the main reason is to collect that feedback. So, we know how to price the home on the back end on real estate and domain. So, yeah. it's, it's very important to get that price because if we overprice the home, we're going to kill probably 30 to 40% of the market by mm-hmm. overpricing the home. And then your campaign just stuff from, from the word go. And so, how are, how are you guys getting buyers into a property without doing marketing and off-market? Like, how, tell, tell us, if for the average buyer who doesn't really understand what an off-market property is, what is an off-market and how are you baiting people into an off-market deal? Yep, so an off-market is essentially bringing buyers through before it actually launches onto the main real estate portals like realestate.com and domain.com. And the way we get them through is just simply by calling them. Like, we have such a good relationship with these buyers. Like, I consider us great guys like we get along really well with these people we understand their needs we're very good at qualifying these people and we're just simply saying to them hey look are you interested in off-market deals i say yes they're great we understand exactly what they're after and then comes let's say we've got a couple of off-markets this weekend we'll know exactly who would be interested in that type of property we'll jump on the phone and say hey we've got something that may sue you do you want to come check out an off-market this weekend it's at 12 o'clock blah 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 come have a look at this property and then we'll go from there. And then it's actually a very similar process to a private treaty. So we'll actually do the same thing. We'll do the deadline, all that sort of stuff. We may have, so just so you're aware, we still sell properties off market as well. Um, our biggest deal uh, together, this well, actually ever, our biggest deal together ever um, was actually off market, uh, $2,550,000. Um, so that's just simply from doing it off market. So that. That came from, and just to be aware of why we actually sold it off market and how we've been able to do it. My mindset around it is if a buyer walks through a property and absolutely loves it, we dangle that carrot and say, hey, look, you're going to actually have to put a really, really good offer forward. Otherwise, we're going to take it straight to auction and you're going to miss out or you're going to have to compete with 20 other buyers. What do you want to do? And they simply say, mm-hmm. they pretty much get to the point that they go, take my money. So that's, um, we do do off markets. It's, we were doing a lot more when the market was a little bit slower, but now that the market's really heated up, as from an owner's point of view, we think we should be taking pretty much everything to auction unless there's like an exceptional offer that's hundreds of thousands of dollars above the most recent comparable sale. Otherwise, we'll take it to auction, even if we do the off-market. Like we'll have 
Like for example, we had um we've had uh, uh, properties that we go to auction where we've done an off market. We've even had offers that have come in at if not over what the owners actually wanted, and we've still taken it to auction. Wow. Yeah, and those buyers, they so they come from properties that they've missed out on in the area and surrounding areas. So that's very important. So we collect all our data every time. I'm sure yourself, Daniel, you get out on you're on our mailing list as well. You get text blasted, you get email blasted. I'm sure you get phone called by all the boys as well. So it, it's it's very important we collect that data. We service our buyers because as Ke- uh, Kevin said before. They, they become our future vendors. Mm. Mm. So we've got to look after them. We've got to service them. And they help us with our off-market as well. Yeah, 100%. Out of curiosity, Daniel, when, when you go to other open houses, whether if it's on the market, do agents call you back same day or are they call you back next day, Monday? Do they even call you back? Good question. It's a, it's a bit different for buyer's agents because sometimes a buyer's agent can be there to do market research. Or sometimes we're there because we've actually got a client and a buyer and we're ready to go. So we, I will only go to a, I will book in for a private inspection with an agent if I've got a serious buyer ready to go. I'll only attend an open home if I'm doing market research. Yeah. So I want to, I don't want to, I want to present like I'm a serious buyer and book in a time to view the property to give me maybe early access or so I can do my own due diligence early. Um, but if for whatever reason, maybe when things start open to what things open up now and agents don't have the time to maybe put in private viewings, um, then I'll get a different understanding as to, to agents. But I'd say generally a lot of agents are quite good at, on the first time ringing me back. Um, but then like Miles was saying, depending on how they grade you, if you're hot, cold or warm, will determine how much, I guess, rapport you get from that agent. <laughs>